0: Welcome back to RSN Central. It's time to talk gate speed, and it's a big week in harness racing. Of course, highlighted by the Victoria Cup on Saturday night. Blake Reddit and Mick Howard join me now. Good afternoon to you, Blake and Mick.
1: Good afternoon, Gareth. Good to see you working on your mornings and afternoons. You're watching the clock; it's just hit twelve, and yeah, um, that's good to be here. And we've got a you know really big show with uh, an announcement of a new race, and and also we'll talk about Vic Cup nominations, which have just landed.
0: It's very hard to get that right when you have a show morning and afternoon, but <laughs> we are trying to get better every day. And if we try and do that, I think that's all you can ask about yourself, anyway, Blake. Um, What about the Victoria Cup? Can you please, just before we have a look at the five things that we have learnt in the announcement, when will the Victorian Cup field be announced?
1: I believe Mick might be able to help. Yeah,
2: we'll see the fields about um, just before midday tomorrow and then, of course, the barrier draw will be held tomorrow night in Hawthorne. So the, the pieces won't fall into place until tomorrow night, but we'll start to get a really good idea about midday tomorrow, about what we're looking at.
0: So what's going on tomorrow night at Hawthorne?
2: Uh, there's the, the Barrier Draw. It's actually hosted by the Angelique Club. They do a fantastic job of um, hosting this one every year. It's their big function. So they'll have a few young drivers along to, um, to speak on the night as well as a in addition to the barrier draw and, and lots of uh, people having a bit of a chat. I think you can probably still get tickets. If you get across to trots.com.au, okay. you'll be able to snap up a ticket and head along. Because, look, it's going to be a hugely important draw. The the ramifications are uh, massive. We saw, I guess, on Saturday night with Cash and Flow how dangerous it's going to be. But then we'll certainly see San Carlo. We expect to see the likes of Shadow Sacks. So the draw is certainly going to be a big player.
0: RSN's inv- invitation must have got lost in the mail. But anyway... <laughs> um, <laughs> What's this big race announcement that you can deliver us, Mick and Blake, on gate speed today?
1: So we know there's going to be we, this is this has been announced as a sixty thousand dollar race on May two, next year. It will be for horses that competed in the country cups throughout the year, and preference will be given to those who won country cups. And there's a few other um, conditions and, and lists of sort of uh, nominating and uh, and also preferencing horses through prize money and whatnot, through the Country Cup series. But essentially it will be for Country Cup's horses um, between now and May 2, and it's worth $60,000. But there was a a name-a-race promotion, Mick, that went out a couple of months or about a month ago... There's been a number of uh, names come through, a whole host of names come through, and we get to announce the winner.
2: Yeah, which is exciting. Plenty of people have had a look in and a buy-in as well. I think they've had, I don't know, over 50,000 impressions or something across Twitter and Facebook, and there's been more than 150 entries, which is a really good amount. It means you're gonna, the winner's going to certainly be... Well tried, I think, and I'm pretty wrapped. I think it's a great result, having now seen the name for, for what it actually is. It works perfectly with the um, with the race itself, with it being the finale for the Trots Country Cups Championship, which of course only begins in what, just under a fortnight at Maryborough, which is uh, cool that that's about to kick off. But how should we um, unleash this? Do we have a drum roll or something? What, how do we kick this well, off? Yes. Like?
1: Yeah, I just want to, first of all, I want to say that neither myself nor Mick were part of this process to choose the name. So don't blame us if you don't like it. In fact, I was on leave for this whole (laughs) thing, and I know very little about it. Gareth, do you want to be the man? Yes. What's the the race name? What's it going to be? The Encore. Very good. Is that right? That is correct. The delivery was spot on. The
0: Encore is the new race, and it was submitted by Gabby Kennedy, who wins the following. Well, under Gabby. Can we get her on the line? Do we have a number for her? Actually,
1: Gareth, we do have a number. Do you want to speak to Gabby today?
0: Yes, we'll get her on her right now, so uh, she, we can announce that she's won, boys. This is what happens in live radio. Okay.
1: Um, well we, text the yeah. number
0: to Ben, and Ben will get Gabby on the line, and then we'll surprise her. We should have done it like you know those radio stations when if you pick up, if you don't pick up, you don't win it. You
1: got to say the name of the races as we pick up. Yes. As we answer. Yes.
0: Yeah, so that's hopefully. Going to
1: work, but uh, um, yeah.
0: No, congratulations. So Gabby wins a ten person dining plus drinks package in the legends room on the night of the, the race on May 2, $1,000 tab betting voucher for the table to use throughout the night. Don't follow Blake's tips. Oh. <laughs> Luxury limousine transport from Melbourne CBD for you and your whole crew. So what about that, brother?
1: That's, uh... I was only
0: joking, Gabby. Follow Blake's tips.
1: No, no. Well, Bonners will be the man, won't he, anyway? But... Uh... Uh, we might try and get some tips from you guys hey, to hey, give to the table.
0: Yes, well, I'm on fire in this um, tipping competition at the moment. Plus, I get $200 to spend today, so looking forward to that. But guess what, boys? Gabby uh, Kennedy's on the phone, and she's about to join us on Gate Speed. Hopefully, anyway. I can see the Benny magic of radio talking to her now, and she joins us. Gabby joins us on line one. Gabby, good morning to you, or good afternoon to you, and congratulations, you are the winner. Very much so the encore the name that you chose why did you choose the encore um,
2: oh my my housemate and my boyfriend actually got me to they told me about it and I thought I'd um, put the application in I just thought it sounded like a great a great name for a race
0: I I, I think you're right on the money <laughs> um, who's your housemate and boyfriend then do they get to go to this 10 person dining and drinks package on May 2?
1: Oh, I guess I'll have to invite
0: them. will not I since it was their idea? <laughs> <laughs> now, do you know what you win, Gabby? You win a, um, a 10 yeah. a, a 10 person dining plus drinks package in the Legends Room on night of the night of the the race, the the encore on May 2. A $1000 tab betting voucher for the table to use throughout the night and a luxury a luxurious limousine transport from the Melbourne CBD for you and your whole crew. How about that?
2: Oh, beautiful! That sounds awesome. Thank ha- you so much.
0: Have you been to the trots before? Yeah,
2: you no, know, I've had a few nights out at um, Tab- Tabcourt Park. So um, I went to the Inter Dominion last year. So yep. um
0: no, it should be great. So do you have fun? So you, you'll have a lot of fun when you go to the trots. There's no doubt about that. Do you have in have in mind who the ten people will be? Um, oh, I've got a couple
2: of people. There's some. I think there'll be still some spare tickets. So. We'll see
0: who else I can get to come. Well, the encore. Dan Malachi, I can just hear him now. Whoever wins. San Carlo wins the encore, and you can think, well, that was all me. So, well done, Gabby Kennedy. Congratulations, and we'll see you at the trots definitely on May 2. If you're not doing anything, come, come on Saturday night for Victoria Cup.
2: All right, thank you. There we go. I
0: is... feel like you were
1: fishing for a ticket a bit there, Gareth. There was <laughs>
0: yeah. Gabby Kennedy. Well, yeah. Well...
1: Overly polite, Gareth. He just looking for a, a place on that table.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, do you think it worked? I don't think it did. Yeah.
1: You're sure? Yeah, just just make sure Ben passes on that number for you to, to see if you can get some uh, get some work on that ticket.
0: Now, she said she loves listening to RSN Central. So, <laughs> Gabby, thanks for listening. That, um, that,
1: that was great of Gabby because she acted surprised. She had been listening to the show, but. Um, yeah. She she already knew she was the winner probably uh, with the name the encore but I'm sure she was acting well surprised uh, at the uh, at the announcement. And it's yeah. a great announcement. It's going to be a great race to have that. We've got the Trotts Country Cups Championship now as a formal
2: season for probably the last three or four seasons and started to see more and more participation around that championship, which carries a $25,000 prize. To now have it all top up with that grand final at Melton, it's only going to further add to, I guess, the, the narrative around the championships and just to show that these Country Cups, as much as they're a celebration through all these country areas, it's actually a big part of the racing season as well. So I think it's a, it's a good result and a really good name for it.
0: Okay, five things we learnt there from the weekend of harness racing. Point number one, Craig Cross came, saw, and conquered at Melton on Saturday night. We told you on RSN Central that Cash and Flow would lead and win, didn't we, Mikey?
1: You we were all so over it again. Your, that yeah. was your call, yeah. $5
0: into Declaring. 380. I tell you what, after Homicide's mulching the basketball in McCarthy's Just about to say, RSN Central has just given everyone winners at the thank moment. Thank you very much. So, boys, did you follow suit?
1: Yes, of course we did, Gareth. We heard the interview, and when Luke McCarthy, um, without hesitation, he was asked, would you lead? And he said, yes. And would you hold the lead? Yes. Well, over the sprint trip at Melton, that's always going to be a big advantage, and we can we can now understand why the money came for cash and flow, because you let the punters know, Gareth. And he was a really strong winner. And it wasn't just cash and flow. Wrangler won. Cullen Byrne won for Craig Cross and Luke McCarthy. On the night, and they also had the feature race winner at Menangle, Benicio, or Benicio for uh, the Gallops fans out there. But that, that, that was—it uh, was an incredible night. Coming off the back of Chris Waller during the day, winning all those big races in Sydney and Melbourne. Craig Cross and Luke McCarthy have have done something similar, and um, yeah, it was—it uh, was an incredible effort, Mick.
2: Never looked in doubt. Did it? it was really impressive. It certainly wasn't necessarily the way I think a lot of us, despite Luke's words, perhaps um, thought it was going to play out. It was thought rappers might be a bit more prominent that how the hair was going to cross but there was just it was never going to be any other way than what it was once the the gates opened and it's, I had a little quick look back at Cash and Flow, and he, look, he's certainly a very dominant miler, and it'll be interesting to see how that translates for the Victoria Cup on Saturday night when we expect him to go around again. But uh, he's had three wins at Menangle over the mile. He's placed in six of his seven starts there, and the exception's really the Lensmith mile when he was drawn 10. So very good over the distance. Let's see how he goes in that next step up for what should be even better competition on Saturday. But certainly the um, Craig Cross and Luke McCarthy would have worked away pretty wrapped up with us thought.
0: Well, it's basically a mile anyway, I think, 2,200 metres at Melton. If you lead, you're always pretty hard to beat, so that draw will be all important. Just having mm. a look at the fixed odds with tab.com.au. Alta Orlando wasn't even in the market until Saturday night, now into $5. Todd McCarthy's been booked to drive that pacer for Craig Cross. San Carlo at 5 bling it on at five fifty. Cash and flow's been easy in the market at $6, most likely John McCarthy will drive that horse, bling it on to be driven by Luke McCarthy. Buster Brady 650, Cruz Bromac at 650, Maritide at 11. Our Uncle Sam's been easy at 11, and Shadow Sacks at 11. Dollars Rappers Delight at 11 as well.
1: Well, I can I can tell you why Uncle Sam's been uh, easy, Gareth. Don't punt him all in if you're uh, if you're planning on doing it.
0: Because he's not going.
1: He's not nominated at this stage, so um, okay. he he won't be there. But that's what about that...
0: Colt 31?
1: I believe he's nominated, so um, certainly that will provide some interest to the race. If Grant Dixon decides to bring him down, he will be a shorter place, of course, so, in field selection.
0: So how many in the race?
1: There'll be thir- uh, 12 plus one emergency. I think there's 21 nominated. Okay. Um, so there will be eight to miss out. But, uh, yeah, Colt 31 certainly nominated and, uh, yeah, he- he'll provide plenty of interest. But
0: So Alter Orlando definitely gets a start, I would imagine so.
1: You'd think so. After, Has yep. to start, yeah. Yeah, Sa- you'd think so.
0: San Carlo does bling it on. Cash and Flow, Buster Brady, Cruz Bromac makes six. Marantai gets a start.
1: Uh, uh, no, he's in. not nominated.
0: Okay. Uncle Sam? Not nominated. Shadow Sax?
1: I'd say he'll be getting a start, but he was a- just, just fair on the weekend.
0: Rapper's Delight?
1: Probably gets a start, yes.
0: Colt 31?
1: Uh, definitely, if he wants to be there.
0: Born to rock and roll? Not nominated. Phoenix Prince.
1: Not nominated. Co-Black. He'll get a start for sure and certain after his recent work.
0: Benicio. Uh,
1: well, good question. He, he'll be an interesting runner, but the way he won on the weekend, he'll he'll certainly have caught some uh, some attention.
0: Uh, courts in session.
1: Not nominated. Cruz. Nominated. Uh, probably borderline. Good run in the Kilmore Cup, but uh, probably doesn't have that bank of form yep. behind him.
0: Chillyby Bandit.
1: Not nominated. Rack 'em up Tiger Pie. Not nominated. Can't refuse. He's nominated and you'd have to think uh he'll be on the verge, but yep.
0: I'd say probably gets a run, probably. And then we go rock and roll icon icon nope. Moto Great Gate Crasher. Nope. There you go. That's basically the market tab dot com
1: You've done uh, an absolute treat there, Gareth. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be quite a curious race. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but um yeah, that's uh, that's sort of the nominations at least or most of them for the weekend.
0: This is Gatesby, Gareth Hall and Mick Howard along with Blake Redden are with you up to point number two. Trotters returns from the depths of the valley to show he's still the king. That's Tornado Valley.
1: It is and uh, look, I can understand why some people would have been concerned for him uh, after his last start because he was pretty plain for a horse that I think most people considered head and shoulders above the rest in the nation, uh, but he did have to do work there. He sat parked, and he was able to lead. So you could argue we didn't learn heaps about him, but I think he just looked a different horse, didn't he? He was able to to rip off the arm, um, do as he pleased, and uh, he was back to his best. Mick, you know, clearly that chasing brigade, Big Jack Hammer, and everybody knows his stablemate, uh, even Kai Valley Blue. They're all sort of, um, you know, when things go Tornado Valley's way, it's going to It's hard to see how they can beat him, but they all ran pretty well in behind. Yeah, I thought
2: so. It was pretty clinical, wasn't it, from Tornado Valley? That's what we know of him. There wasn't a hell of a lot new learns or anything along those lines, but he, he was in complete command, and I think that sort of reaffirms that, look, he might have been a little bit under the weather or something along those lines in his last pre, or his previous start, and that explains why he perhaps wasn't the Tornado Valley we've seen. But um, it, it was really impressive. The qu- query I have that I was going to put to you is Big Jackhammer, um, whether or not, it seemed like Kai Valley Blur, and Kai Valley Blur is a super horse, but. Did take a little bit of ground out of Big Jack Hammer late. What do you think's ahead for Big Jack Hammer, and how much of a threat do you think he is in New Zealand?
1: Uh well, it's a good question. He might be a little bit more suited over there, I guess. Um, in some ways, more so big races. I think is is where we've seen his absolute best performances. When he can sit back off a hof, hot speed and get a, a cart up into the race, he's dynamic with that turn of foot. So he's certainly going to need things to go his way. But at the same time, you'd be a, you know you'd be happy to own him because you know. Mm. Often the the best races are the ones that are gonna be the strongly run ones and that's where he's suited.
0: Okay, point number three, Spankham spears away in the Canterbury Classic. We speak of Spankham <laughs> who looks pretty hard to beat in that New Zealand Cup coming up already, in a couple of months time.
1: Can already feel you uh, getting getting anxious talking about it, Gareth, because well, he didn't have well, he did have everything his own way, but it wasn't a stable mate that put the race on for him. He was tested early by Classy Brigade and Classy Brigade uh held the lead mid stages at, at big odds and Spankham was content to sit in behind him knowing that gaps would open up, which they did and um yeah, that was uh, that was a pretty soft win for Spankham. So he's he's Mr. Professional, isn't he? He he does everything right. Horses like Chase Auckland who keeps galloping an ultimate sniper. They might have the ability, but just at this stage they don't have the professionalism of Spankham, so um, another another soft win for him, and he looks right on track, as you said. Gareth, Mick, anything to add? Not
2: a lot that I can add, to be honest. I haven't even watched this race yet. It's still on the list of things to do, but um... Any
0: chance you can do your homework before oh, you come sir. on, well, to, to
1: guys? <laughs> no, to be fair to Mick, he was called in uh, at very late. Oh, Notice sorry, our, Mick. Our great colleague, Jason Bonington's off in the Yarra Valley somewhere. I don't know what he's doing. Is it wine tasting? Or I can't help you with well, that, I'm either. I'm not sure. But, so he's uh, let us
0: down again. Again, Jason, on the no. Victoria Cup week, he hasn't turned up for Gatesby because he's at Yarra Valley.
1: Well, no, I get, now I'm going to stick up for Jason because he, his day off is actually Monday. He's, he's only okay. on a part, So he he normally is in July on Mondays, but he's made a special effort for Gatesby of recent months. So I should have just lied and said something about Mark Purdon's dominance. <laughs> shouldn't oh, it's good to give the do. not <laughs> I oh, Settle down. It's good to give the listeners an insight into the workings behind the scenes.
0: What's point number four, Blake?
1: You don't want to say Babavska, do you, Gary? No, I love Babavska. <laughs> it's one Juleby... of my
0: favourite horses from Marg Lee's or Paddy Lee's stable.
1: That's true. Well, uh, they're all a team down there, aren't they? Yeah. But uh, he's win on the weekend, beating Wobbly, who we thought was back. And, and to be fair, he was a really good run, Wobbly, and he is back. But Jilby Babavska, he had a little bit of a flat period. His first three or four runs back this preparation, you said, yes, he's here. He's arrived. He's a Group 1 star. Then he sort of had a bit of a, you know, a couple of runs where we weren't sure where he was at, but he's hit back with vengeance recently. And not only does he have gate speed off the front row, he showed gate speed off the second row last weekend. And um, Jason Lee was able to dig him through underneath runners to get to the lead in the early stages. And, and he just dropped the hammer at the 400 and, and wobbly had to chase and and couldn't reel him in. So he's, he's a rare talent, Julebi Babavska. And, uh, well, you know, he's, he's probably not the complete product yet at the top level, Mick, he's on his way there.
2: Yeah, it was extremely impressive, wasn't it? I mean, and you can even look at the mile rate, 158.4 against Tornado Valley's 159.5 to show that, say, uh, both Chilubi, Bababska and... Uh, Wobbly are potentially going to be the next one to, to really challenge Tornado Valley, which is going to actually be critical because soon enough we expect Big Jack, Hammer, Kai Valley, Blur and these likes are going to go to New Zealand. We know Tornado Valley's not. So he's going to have Victoria as a bit of his plaything. and having this next level of talent come through is going to be vital in this trotting field. So great to see that we do have some some really nice types emerging.
0: Okay, and uh, point number five, I really had a chat about it really. The Vic Cup chess piece is ready to fall into place. So I'll put you boys on the spot here. Who is your tip for the Victoria Cup before the draw?
1: Oh well, I, I it'll be interesting to see what you think about this, Gareth. But I think Tam Major's uh, you know a bit of a, a monster in the making. I know he's not quite there yet, but uh, San Carlo's is very hard to knock based on his Kilmore Cup win, and, and he probably deserves favouritism in my eyes before the draw because we know he can do work. But I j- I just have this uh, this tingling feeling about Tam Major, Mick. What about you? I've got an investment
2: in San Carlo, but I'm to be honest. I wouldn't go in at five dollars personally. I think especially pre draw, I it's not we know middle distance isn't his ideal. And so that's sort of part of the concern that San Carlo's a big strong horse that wants to get rolling. He's certainly made for hunter cups and perhaps into Dominion Finals and things along those lines and New Zealand Cup. But um whether the Victoria Cup over that middle distance is San Carlos best go, I'm not sort of convinced. I actually think things may fall if he, if he draws well, I think Cruz Bromac will yeah, be very yeah. dangerous at that $6.50 price. And if he comes in and, in a position where he can have a forward running, he is absolute top level. So yeah. he's one I'd have caught
1: Gareth, you, you sort of... um well, I stuffed couple, up here. Well, a couple of weeks ago, you were telling us Colt 31 is the best horse we've ever seen. No, I, I didn't, mean, did did uh, no, well, I? I think,
0: think he's over. So if he draws the pole, it'd be hard to beat. What's he at? $12? And he's definitely coming. He's firmed in a point. With people listening to this show, I've I've backed two horses here, and I stuffed up with one. I I backed Ultra Orlando when the markets came out because I hear it's absolutely low flying. It was brilliant to win over there in Sydney recently. It's trailed nicely, but it's an ODM horse, so it's got to draw out the back. So you'll get better than five dollars. I still think it can win. I think Bling It On's the best horse on that first page yeah. of betting for mine. He's one horse that doesn't need to draw well. He's come back better than ever. He beat a better field than this to win an AG Hunter Cup. He's trained by the informed Craig Cross. Luke McCarthy says, I'm driving Bling It On. Mm. Like you can have cash and flow. Older Orlando, Toddy can drive it. He's a proven big time driver. So I've backed those two horses. San Carlo's too short. Buster Brady needs to lead to win. Cruz Bromack the same. There's no Tam's a lot. What's your Tam Major's not even in the betting.
1: Ah, uh, well, he will arrive shortly. And and just uh, there's one horse here that's being totally forgotten, and he just couldn't be doing any more at the minute. Code Black. Mm. While it would sound strange to declare him a chance in a Victoria Cup. The way he's going, I mean, who says he can't run a really good race?
2: It'd have to be a tire of the fair, but um, he's the horse that's swooping, isn't he? Him yep. and bling it on, I suppose.
1: Yeah, and no, I agree, bling it on. Um, the way he returned was phenomenal, yeah. like out, out of this world, really, more than you could have ever expected. I'm sure Connections probably knew, but that was uh, that was something else. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's probably the number one going along with San Carlo.
0: It's going to be a terrific race. There's no doubt about that. I think it's... Like, it's only worth $200,000 now, but this is a a great race, the Victoria Cup, on Saturday night, and especially if Colt 31 turns up the best from New South Wales. Unfortunately, there's no Siho Tribeca or Chicago Bull who are both injured at the moment, but, boy, it promises to be a wonderful race. I'm looking forward to it, and that draw tomorrow night at Hawthorne, um, can we get, see that live anywhere? What's to go there, yeah, lads? Yeah,
2: it is going to be streamed live on Harness Racing Victoria's Facebook page. We're getting the lads in from MediaTek, so it'll be a really polished production. And um, Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross will be heading that up from a, um, uh, by hosting the actual but Barrier Draw. So More really importantly,
1: Gareth, if you want to go, we'll get you... We'll, nah, it's we'll all right, I've riding. had
0: plans now. If you told me earlier, uh, I wouldn't be, there. Um, But anyway, we'll we'll cover it on the show tomorrow and also Wednesday morning. But uh, I can't wait for the Victoria Cup on Saturday night. As always, it's a pleasure, lads.
1: Thanks, Gareth. Thanks, Gareth.
0: There's Mick Howard and Blake Redden there with Gate Speed.